Welcome back to a podcast that we call Yes, You Can Lead, Life and Leadership Lessons from me, your host, Chip Nightingale. If you haven't yet, would you do me a favor and click the follow button for the podcast so that you can stay current with all of the new episodes that come weekly, bi-weekly, and leave a review, which helps people to be confident in the information they are receiving. My goal with this podcast is to help encourage people, businesses, coaches, pastors, and families when it comes to life and leadership lessons. It's hard to believe that the last episode was a month ago. Sorry it's taken me so long to come up with uh, our next series, but really I was I was ready to start this next series, but I was struggling within what I was going to say. Because the reality is, is that I struggle with contentment. So this week, we are starting a four-part series called Contentment. I go through these seasons in which this is a real problem for me. As leaders, it's important to be content. But why is it that many of us want more than we are supposed to have? These are things we are going to cover during this series and the reasons for why we are discontent. So let's dive into episode 15, part one, being content. Well, welcome back. I, I hope you've had a great week and I hope you have enjoyed uh, the, the series that we just did on trials. If you did not get a chance to see that, you can go back. I'm on YouTube and, and you can easily find that there. Go back through my Facebook page and you can see those uh, there as well. Uh, I have been encouraged by that, but what it did was it brought me to another place in my life that I began to realize is, in re- is really important for me to be a great leader and that is this word contentment. How many of you struggle with contentment? I'm a Lions fan. The reason why I'm wearing this jersey today is because I thought this was a great illustration to talk to you about the struggle of being content. It is hard to be a Lions fan and be content with just being mediocre all the time. We never hardly make the playoffs, and when we do, our hopes are up because we maybe we have a, a Calvin Johnson or Matthew Stafford together, and this is our year. But for some reason, we find a way to to ruin the year, and. And truthfully, it's hard to be content in that situation. Well, just like my, my favorite sports team, one of the things that I struggle with in life is being content with being mediocre. And many times I think that in the position I'm in, that I am mediocre. And I struggle with that. I struggle with uh, my identity. I struggle with how much money I make. I struggle maybe with my house. I struggle maybe with, uh, with the circumstance that I'm in. Um, you name it, I struggle with it. If there's something that could be better, I probably am thinking about that at some point in time. I'm just being very transparent with you. And uh, I began to realize, and especially this week, this last week, that I need to learn to be content. So my word that I am working on right now is being content. Being content with where God has me. Being content with the people that God has me leading right now. Being content with being right where I'm supposed to be. So there's, uh, there's four specific things that we're going to talk about in regards to being uh, content. And, and one of them uh, that we're going to talk about today is fleeing. But all four of these in the next four weeks will be uh, flee, follow, fight, and faithful or be faithful. So in talking about fleeing, I think it's important to, to really kind of see what God's word says in regards to this. Because the truth is, is that many times... Many times we think that God's word isn't relevant to everything, but let me tell you, it is. And even if you're not a Christian and you're listening to this and you don't believe in the Bible and you don't believe in God, the, the lessons that are here are great, great, great lessons of leadership. 
and a great insight into some of the things that we should know in regards to being better leaders. So today, as we're, as we're talking through this, the thing we're going to talk about the most is fleeing, fleeing, fleeing from bad thoughts, fleeing from people who will distract us, fleeing from the, uh, what we're going to talk about specifically is the love of money, but it really applies to more than just money, um, possessions. Uh, it, it applies to uh, uh, desiring other things uh, that, that we just don't have. So as we kind of go into this, I, I am going to read a couple Bible verses that I think are, are very relevant to this. And, uh, and here's some specific notes. I love what Reverend Benjamin Kramer says, and I think this is cool because I saw this on someone's uh, Facebook post the other day. It says, Dear Christian, if we are comfortable with our favorite politicians shaping our religious, political beliefs and and, uh, and we're seeing that happen. In fact, there's turmoil within the church today because of some of the political decisions that are out there. And, and we act as if they're the religious authority. And we get all upset about what they're doing. And then it says, yet made uncomfortable when our pastors ask if our politics are preventing us from loving others well. That's the moment we've discovered who is actually discipling us. So I, I want to ask you, because... Uh, in God's word from 1 Timothy 6, it tells us to flee from false teachers. It says to flee from false teachers. It says, if anyone teaches a different doctrine and does not agree with the sound words of our Lord Jesus Christ and the teachings that accords with godliness, he is puffed up with conceit and understands nothing. He has an unhealthy craving for controversy and for quarrels about words which produce envy, dissension, slander, evil suspicions, and constant friction among people who are depraved in mind and depraved of the truth, imagining the godliness is a mean of gain. It's kind of interesting because one of the things I realized as being a pastor, probably the most frustrating thing about being a pastor was leading people who wanted everything to function the same way that we do within our government, the, the politics. And, and it's, it's like we have this political hierarchy and, and we, we should have a right to vote for all these specific things. The reality is, though, is that within churches today, there, there shouldn't be a plurality of, of uh, decisions being made and everybody has a say in a vote because... Everything we need to know about truth and understanding and this idea of contentment is in God's word. We don't need to vote on anything because God's word already gives it to us. If we're voting, basically what we're saying is that my opinion about this is, is different than God's opinion. So guess what? We're going to vote on this and, and we're going to change our doctrine to fit our values instead of staying truthful to, to what God desires our values to be. We should be content. We should be, we should be content that what is in God's word is the living, acting knowledge of God's word. It's the wisdom for everything that we need. That's what I believe and that's what you should believe. But for whatever reason, we allowed all these other circumstances in our life to control the outcome of what is what should be truth. And unfortunately, we create conflict. And conflict usually is a, a result of the fact that we're just not content with being 
okay with what God has already said. We want our own way. If you're like that, I, and maybe you're, maybe this is kind of stirring some things up within yourself. But the reality is, is that God, God has already established everything we need. We just need to be content with what He's given us. We need to be content with what He's given us. The other thing He talks about is not just false teachers or people that come in and try to give us another doctrine. He, he also is talking about the love of money. And, and reality is, is this, this is more than money. It's love of, of the things of this world. It's love of anything that takes us away from loving God. And I love, I love these specific verses that are here when it talks about the love of money because, because he's giving us uh, uh, bad behavior and he's giving us what it looks like to, to function with good behavior. Let's look at these, these specific verses. But those who desire to be rich fall into temptation, into a snare, into many senseless and harmless desires that plunge people into ruin and destruction. I can tell you I've wasted more money trying to get rich quick than, than anything else. If I would have just given that money to God and let him use that money how he needed to um, and how he desired me to, man, how much stress would have been re uh, uh, relieved within my life. I mean, but we always are striving for, for more. Man, if I have more money, I could do this. If I have more money, I could have this. If I had more money, maybe people would follow me. If I had more money, I could, or in my position, if I had more money, then maybe I could sell more books. I could do this. I could do that. I could, whatever the case might be. That's bad behavior. Because what does it do? For the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. It is through this craving that some have wandered away from the faith and pierced themselves with many pangs have been destroyed because of it. Bad behavior. Bad behavior. Bad behavior. Not handling money correctly. The other thing he talks about here is though is the good behavior. He doesn't just give us uh, the bad aspects, but he's like, you know what? Money's not all bad when it's handled correctly. So he gives us that too. Verse 17, as for the rich in the present age, those who, who have money, who have these resources, Charge them not to be haughty, nor to set their hopes on the uncertainty of the riches. Because let's see, let's just be uh, uh, let's just be real here. The money could just go away. But put your focus on God, who richly provides us with everything to enjoy. These people are to do good, to be rich in good works, to be generous. And ready to share. The reason that God gave you that money is not to get richer and richer and richer, but it is to be a good steward with that money and 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 be generous and ready to share it. Thus, this will help you to store up treasures for yourself or a good foundation for the future, so that they may take hold of what is truly life. See, money's not just bad and, and objects are not just bad and the things we desire are not just bad. They become bad when they become the source of, unfortunately, what I would say our religion and our desire for something more than what God has given us. That's why I think it's really important for us to really think about this first step in contentment. We need to flee. 
We need to flee from false teachers and we need to flee for the love of anything that takes us away from God. To be a successful leader, you have to have a heart of contentment. And whatever type of people that you are leading, that you can lead them to the next steps, that you can encourage them. And we can trust that God knew what he was doing when he put us in the spot that he put us in today.